0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of History from the Back Pages. I am going to review a movie today that is a English indie horror film. Overall, my opinion of this movie is mixed, but for a indie, low-budget horror movie, there are some parts I enjoyed. I thought were well done. I enjoyed the setting, the cast for a bunch of unknown to me. Actors did a decent job. And there were some good plot points and scares that the director and writers put into the movie that I enjoyed. And one thing I didn't liked was this was not like some of the ones I've watched recently. A unbelievably slow burn or slow paced film. There was some action that was introduced. There was the classic part where they took a lot of the movie to get going, get the setting ready, get the plot into motion. But once they kind of figured out what was going on, the directors and writers, then more action started to transpire. So the movie is called The Reeds, from 2010. And at first you might think this movie is going to really stink because there's a classic trope that horror movies that are released in January are to die. Movies that come out in January a lot of times might be really bad. Like, oh no, this movie stinks. They couldn't get it in a different month. January is where a lot of the worst movies are released. But for a low budget, one, this probably beat, in my opinion, the movies that are dreadfully bad. So The Reeds is about a group of friends who are in England, and when you say The Reeds, you might first think a family called The Reeds, but that's not the case It evolves with reeds, like the plants, the reeds that are sharp and tall. That's what they mean, like in the bogs and river. That's what they mean, not a family called the reeds. So the friends want to go to a pub. They have to find a boat to take them there and go through the reeds. So the friends arrive at this place where there's a ship available. The ship captain who is there is creepy. His name's is Croker. He's old, creepy. He tells them there's no boats available. But then he's like, actually, I changed my mind. There is a boat available. So then he gives them a boat. He tells them to go to this boat where there's a bunch of creepy teenagers who don't talk. They're mute. They're sitting on top of the boat, which the group of friends is supposed to take, and when they talk to them, they won't respond, so the teenagers don't respond, they look creepy but eventually they get up and leave, and a group of friends get on the vessel which will take them to the pub and the group of friends might as well go over the characters' names so you won't be confused there is Skara Alice Johnson, who plays Helen, she's the fiancé Celeste Love interest of JL Carone who plays Joe Then there is Emma Cafferwood who plays Mel She's the love interest of Will Meller who plays Chris And then there's Anna Brewster who plays Laura And finally O.T. Fagbong Who plays Nick who is The love interest of Laura So the six friends are on this boat going to the pub. It's something have the classic stereotype of a character like this. With some of the characters I enjoyed, for example, Nick. I really enjoyed his character. He's probably my favorite character in the movie. Laura was really enjoyable as well. And Laura is supposed to be billed as the main character, even though on the Amazon Prime about the movie, when I watched the movie. Laura was not on the front and center of the card. It was Joe and Chris. Those two characters were on front. But in all honesty, Chris doesn't have that huge of a role. He's gone pretty early in the movie. but he's an important part in the movie, but he is not in the movie that long, to be honest. And Joe is not in the movie that long either. Bits and pieces. He disappears a lot during the movie. The main characters are Laura, by far, and Nick. So the movie, The Reeds, goes along like this. They're on the boat, going for The Reeds. Disaster strikes. Horrible things start to happen to the group of friends. They're in danger. Middle of nowhere. They need to figure out their plan of attack. How to escape the monsters. The beasts. What's happening in The Reeds. Will they die? Will they make it before they are murdered? Or just die due to this... Ghosts or spectral beings because this kind of movie sets it up where as a audience member viewer right away For me this like took maybe 30 minutes into the movie. I'm like there might be some ghosts in this movie. That was one of my opinions some ghosts involved. I Thought that Croker the ship captain seemed odd. He seemed creepy He seemed like a man who could be a villain in this movie and the movie does have some plot twists, but it is kind of a movie that if you can figure out things pretty early on, they don't change You're like, oh, I thought that was the case and I was right. That's one of the parts of the movie that goes along in that regard. So the characters start to meet horrible deaths. they have to figure out the last remaining characters how to escape the reeds because in the middle of nowhere, they can't get cell service. They can't find a phone. They need to call someone who can save them before they don't make it in this horrible nightmare in the haunted waters. So the reads, I enjoyed bits and pieces of it. I liked some of the chemistry, example between Laura and Nick. I think they had good chemistry, the actors and the characters. Some of the characters I didn't really care for. I'm like, oh, they died, oh well. And... One of the things that I did not like in the movie is that they tried to set up all the parts in the reads, had the creepy teenagers who, once you watch the movie, you'll figure out their role. You'll figure out the role of the main villain. And I feel like the movie tried its best to have the pacing. So introduce them, get them to the reads, get them to have the horrible nightmares and stuff start to happen, introduce the dream sequences that some of the characters go through, so they have dreams from the past and then from the future, especially Laura and Nick characters, they start to have these dreams, nightmares, where they saw something that happened in the past, and then they see something in the future, but they can't really change the thing that occurs in the future. In the past, of course, they can't change that as well, so the directors try to use a lot of dream sequences in the movie to try to get us engaged as an audience member. And in the end, they revealed the villain. And as an audience member, I'm like, it was that guy the whole entire time. not shocked whatsoever. But as a viewer, you'd believe that. But maybe as someone who created the movie, you're like, this is going to be an amazing reveal. They're not going to see it coming. They're going to be completely shocked. Like, the creepy guy, no way. But I saw it coming 100 miles away. Because frankly, there's only like seven characters in the whole entire movie. And if it wasn't any of the friends or the creepy teenagers, it's obvious who the main villain in the movie is. I won't tell you the name, but if you've been paying attention even for five seconds, you definitely know who I'm alluding to as the main monster in this movie. So in the end, some of the characters do survive. They make it out of the reeds. They don't really say what happens to the characters. Because once they get past the main villain, the monster. They escape, get in a car, and leave. This show kind of an ominous sequence. That won't reveal. But early in the movie, like five minutes in. Laura and Nick are driving in a car to get in on one the, of on the boats. And they see this lady who darts in front of the car. And they're like, oh my gosh, she has got almost got ran over. And then... At the end of the movie, a similar thing happens, but in a different manner, different fashion than in the beginning in five minutes of the movie. So kind of that ominous thing says, oh, is it that it's been broken? The curse is lifted. Are they just going to drive away? Or is it going to happen again and again and again and again and again, like never ending the same exact story plot will keep going for eternity? I hope that's not the case because that's just stupid. I hope that it's been lifted and they're just going back to London and they'll be all set. I hope that's the case, not that it's a ever-ending uh, plot where similar teenagers or young adults will keep arriving. And then they'll just go through the same exact thing that these two people have gone through already. That would be very bad. So the read in my opinion for rating out of 10, I would say... 6 out of 10. I think it's better than, like, for example, but Way Better in the Cottage, Better in the Temple. See the movies I recently watched are better in The Bats, I think. So I'd have to say a 6 out of 10. It has some ups and downs. No means is this a perfect movie. But if I'm having some friends over and they want to watch an indie, low budget British horror film, I would maybe suggest The Reads. The only thing about the reads though is some of these movies, if you've watched it and you already know the big reveal, the big plot twist, that's not as exciting if you're a first time viewer. Some movies you can watch it again and again if you've already seen it. Or I already know the plot twist, but I want to watch it again. This one, maybe not, if you already know what's going to happen, but I did enjoy it. I can't say that I hated it. So the reads, if you've seen it, let me know your opinion of it. What Did You Think? Or if you want to see it, I definitely definitely suggest watching it. There's far stinkier movies that I've reviewed recently than The Reads. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week. See you next time on Straight From The Back Pages. Signing off now.